Welcome to the Next Level Income Show, where it's our goal to take your income, your investments, and your life to the next level. I'm your host, Chris Larson. Get your free copy of our book at nextlevelincome.com. Click on the book link. Today on the show, we have Kyle Stanley. Kyle is the host of the Fearless Investor Podcast and an Airbnb expert. You're not going to want to miss this show. And I even loved it so much that I went out and bought his course for myself because my wife and I have an Airbnb in our house that we run here in Asheville, North Carolina. A lot of people ask me, Chris, I'm just trying to get started. What areas should I investigate? Should I do fix and flip? Should I buy a rental? I always tell them, check out Airbnb. It's a great way to make larger profits than doing a large-term rental. And Kyle Stanley in the show today is going to talk about how he went from $0 a month in passive income to over $20,000 a month by using his proven strategies. Again, you're not going to want to miss the show. So stay tuned and listen after this short message. Kyle, welcome to the show. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we were talking beforehand, you're getting ready to travel to Austin. It's one of the things I love how the business that you've created has allowed you to have this amazing lifestyle. So for the audience that is starting to listen here, share a little bit more about your story. Yeah. Long story short, I was an entrepreneur before I even knew I was an entrepreneur. You know, In college, I was creating different types of projects that led me to my career of being a sports anchor got into being a sports anchor, realized very quickly about probably just a few months of doing it that I didn't like taking orders from other people. Um, <laughs> I liked having creative flexibility and being able to, to do whatever I wanted and, and create whatever I want. And so right around the two-year mark, uh, I started my own business out of sports anchoring. Really, Chris, just from there, I mean, just to kind of sum it up so the audience doesn't get bored here. Uh, <laughs> I tried about three or four different things that were either my own businesses or like an entrepreneurial type of business. And it just really, it built me up to how to create the skills of where I'm at today with real estate investing and an Airbnb manager and operator. And so I can say that while those other ones quote unquote failed, and I just talked about this on my good friend's podcast, Travis Chapel, the Build Your Network podcast. Failure does not identify you. It's quitting that identifies you. And for me, like even though I kept on going through these failures, I was learning the failing forward thought, you know, just like what John Maxwell talks about. Then today, you know, since basically 2000, middle of 2019 was when I really like turned on the light bulb with Airbnb. I'd kind of been dabbling in it for a few years, but 2019, I was like, let's do this thing. And from 2019 to November of 2020, so that was roughly 17, 18 months, we went from one air unit to 25 and netting over $20,000 a month, all through the methods that I teach, which is owner arbitrage and main. And uh, yeah, it's been completely life-changing. The big thing is that we've created a lot of systems too that make it almost completely passive. I say almost because there's anything that you can really be successful at that's completely passive. So it's been a wild ride the last year and a half, man. I love it. And you know, I had a great time on your podcast, which I encourage listeners to check out. Uh, we'll have that in the show notes here. And if you've read my book, and by the way, if you haven't got my book, I mentioned it in the intro here, but you can check it out at nextlevelincome.com. Just click on the book link. 
What I talk about in there is how we specialize in multifamily, but a lot of people come to me, Kyle, I coach some investors that are getting their start and they say, well, how do I, you know, I, I can't go buy a hundred unit or 200 unit apartment building today, Chris, you know, how do I get there? You know, should I go buy a single family rental? I'm not a huge fan of single family rentals. And what yeah. I tell them is that check out Airbnb. My wife and I just built a house here in Asheville, North Carolina, and we actually designed an Airbnb in the house. It's been phenomenal. It's yeah. been phenomenal. I will tell you, if you're listening, I so enjoyed talking to Kyle that I went out and bought his course immediately after I was in on his podcast. So um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about how you can get that later. But tell the listeners why you decide to focus on Airbnb instead of you know doing fix and flips or, or some other area of real estate. I mean, the funny thing is in January, 2019, when I said yes to real estate, I had been doing Airbnb as a house hacking method, not as creative as you. I didn't create another unit in my home. I just really had been doing a room out of my house. And then I said, it's cheaper, I need by to, the way, <laughs> with, well, it's cheaper than what you did than build a new house. I can tell you. Yeah. That. Yeah. You know, but it's also the reward is not as high either. So, you know, you have the trade-off, but you know, Chris, to like dive deeper into that part of the story, my dad had hit really tough times with his health and went into hospice in September 2018. And that was right around the time that I was like, man, am I doing what I'm really supposed to be doing? I mean, that year was going to be my highest salary, well, salaried plus, you know, the things I had going on. I'd made like $75,000 that year. I was 31 years old. And I was like, it's like, okay, that was a decent, but I'm working my butt off. I don't feel like an entrepreneur. I feel like these jobs just own me. So I just did a lot of reflection there and started listening to bigger pockets and Cardone Zone and all that kind of stuff. And I really like figured out the real estate was the thing, but I just couldn't figure out how to get in. And then I went to a fortune builders event in January of 2019. And it was all about fix and flip and wholesaling. And I was like, yeah, this is it. Like, this is the stuff that these are the skills that I've developed to be able to be really good at something. And this is that something. And so I said yes to real estate on January 6th. First deal as a fix and flip under contract in February. First year flipped four and also did one wholesale. But it was right around all of that when I was like, hey, I've got this place that I'm going to burr. For those of you that don't know what Burr is, it's buy, rent, rehab, or buy, rehab, rent, repeat, yada, yada, yada. And so I was like, well, instead of a regular rental, why don't I try like Airbnb on this? And that was when I started doing more research on Airbnb. And then I heard about this arbitrage model of not even having to own the house. And I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea you had to like own the home. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, yeah. You know, when I first started in Airbnb, they didn't ask me for the deed of the house. They didn't ask me who's on title. All they said is, what's the address? <laughs> and right. so it's just like, man, this light bulb went off. And I said, okay, my plan before was this, you know, flip the houses, you know, burr a few houses, maybe get a few subject to with creative terms and just keep building up this 200 to $300 per or passive income. But then I saw Airbnb and I said, wow, I can make over $1,000 per month per unit. And I can just accelerate this thing so much faster. And sure, it's going to take a little bit more work. Sure, it's going to be a little bit more turnover and everything. But I started looking at the pros and cons. And I was like, much rather, especially in California, I would much rather be an Airbnb host than a regular landlord. And I actually just did an entire podcast and on that, if you check it out, on my Fearless Investor podcast, I talk about the reasons and the differences between regular landlord versus Airbnb host and how 
yeah, it's a little bit more work, but the ways in which you're protected and the ways in which you are able to do this thing, it's way more exciting to me. So I'd say at the end of the day, man, it, it was really that. It was just acceleration and just not having to deal with all the land BS that you have to as a regular landlord for very little pay. No, it's, I think it's a fantastic method. And for those of you listening that have heard of Ron Legrand, if you haven't, you know, he talked about like these methods of buying subject to renting it out. And to me, I'm a big fan of arbitrage, which is, is doing something where you either limit or eliminate the risk and you still get a reward. And I think it's a fantastic method. And I like Kyle that you teach more than just, Oh, just only do it one way. You talk about different strategies because different markets are or different markets necessitate different strategies. So I think it's fantastic. But again, it's something that is a huge opportunity in the future. So in our book, I talk about how we identify different markets where we buy multifamily properties. I talk about why I moved to Asheville, North Carolina. And 15 years ago, I had all these different criteria that I I said, okay, this is why I'm moving here. Kyle, share with the audience, what markets do you own in and why those markets? So- the first one was my own backyard here in Fresno, California. Well, I started it as the house hacking when I lived in Arizona. And then when I moved to Fresno, I was like, oh, no one comes to Fresno. So Airbnb is not going to work. Turns out a lot of people come to Fresno. And what I've learned in this whole process is that most places that are, call it, you know, 100,000 people or more are more than likely going to work as an Airbnb. Don't overthink your market too much, but I would use a resource called AirDNA. That's a really good one. And then we also have a profit calculator on our website, fearless.com. You can just download the profit calculator. And by using those two tools, you can really start to see is a viable market for Airbnb. And then from there, like the biggest thing I would say is, do you want to be in a market where it's a roller coaster and like, you know, July, you can call it $10,000 and then in January, you're making $2,000 talking about gross numbers, by the way. Um, But to me, like, I think those work. I know a lot of people that do that really well. Those are the vacation type areas. Those are the ones that like, when you look at the Southern California areas, some of the places in Florida, Nashville, Hawaii, not Hawaii, Hawaii is probably going to be year round. But when you look at this, you you see like Georgia. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know people. Yeah. Augusta people like, Hey, I rent my house out for the tournament every year and I pay my mortgage for the year. It's amazing. Exactly. So, and, and those are great ways to be able to house hack your home or, or the other side is for me, I'm in Fresno, California, which to me is a need market, not a want market. So it's people aren't really coming here for vacation. They're coming to Fresno because they have to, not because they want to, to be honest. (laughs) So, you know, they're family, they're coming from business. They're coming because, Hey, I want to go from LA to San Francisco, but I don't want to do that entire eight hour drive in one day. So let me stay over for a night and And for that reason, I don't have a whole lot of fluctuation on both rates and my occupancy. So month to month, like kind of what I'm going to make. So you really need to decide, like, do you want to be in a vacation area or do you want to be in a area where there's just consistent demand? And I always say, like, start in your own backyard, learn it, master it. Even if it's a room out of your own house, the basement that you turn into, you know, a man cave and a place for someone to go and stay, you know, at least you learn the process and you understand the problems, you understand the processes, you understand the teammates that you need in order to say, okay, now that I've got this mastered and I'm making a little bit of money here in my own backyard, now how can I go market that's really profitable with this and just duplicate what I'm doing here and know how to be able to systematize that in a different market? So that would be my recommendation. 
Yeah. So you just said a word there, systematize. So, you know, I'm, I'm, if I'm listening and saying, okay, you know, Airbnb, it sounds great. I don't want to vacuum. I don't want to clean. I don't want to get a mask and a biohazard suit on and, and spray chemicals, you know, with COVID and make sure I handle all this. How do you systematize this? How have you scaled this, Kyle? Yeah. So first of all, I'd tell them the same thing. I don't want to do that either. (laughs) So I really use an acronym called MAS, or if you're thinking Spanish, it's MAS, M-A-S, and it's Master Automate Scale. And that's what I talk about with my course too. We're teaching you how to master automate and scale an Airbnb business. So mastering it, for example, one of my new business partners, and also I forgot to tell you, I now own Airbnbs in Arizona as well. So that's another market that we just jumped into. He's over in Arizona And he was like, Hey, you know, right away, like, how do we automate this? How do we automate this? And I was like, I need you to do it first. You need to feel that pain of like, okay, here's how it's done. And now I can teach it to someone else, but I hate this so much that I need to automate this. And I need you to feel that pain before you really go out and try to bring someone in. So you master it yourself. That means you clean a couple of times yourself. You set up the place a couple of times. You're communicating with guests a couple of times. Then automating it, there's a lot of great ways to do that from uh, technology that some third-party companies have from Smart BNB and Beyond Price, some other CRMs that are great for Airbnb and VRBO. And then scaling it though, I mean, like to me, once you've found a way to take from, okay, I was putting 10 hours a week into one property. Now I'm putting one hour a week into one property. Now it's like, okay, I can add and add and know that I'm not going to be spreading myself thin. I mean, that's what our course talks about and showing you how to be able to bring in the right people, the right automations, the right systems within the house has just taken so much time off of our hands just by creating things that are easy for our cleaners, easy for the guests to find, easy to understand. And we used to have to get emails or messages all the time on the app. Hey, what's the Wi-Fi information? Hey, this is happening. What do we do? And now we have options and ways that guests can tackle their own problems without actually contacting us. So, you know, you find that this can be a really good business as long as you treat it like a business. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's, that's one of my favorite sayings is begin with the end in mind. So mm-hmm. if you're listening and you're saying, Hey, I don't know where to start in real estate. I don't have a lot of money. You know, what Kyle teaches is the ability to go out and build a strategy that's going to help you scale a business and ultimately run it like a business, not turn it into a job for yourself. And I know that's what Kyle and I really enjoyed talking about this. And, you know, that was one of the things, Kyle, you know, you talk about, you know, your father getting sick. And when my mother got sick and ultimately passed away mm-hmm. from cancer, that was a turning point for me too. And it was that point and being introspective and thinking, okay, am I really doing what I'm meant to be doing? Or is everything really clicking on all cylinders? And, you know, I being the father, the husband, the mentor and the person that I'm meant to be. And that's when we shifted into multifamily. So, you know, I think, you know, those experiences in life really give us opportunities. I appreciate you, you know, sharing that. What are some pitfalls? Do you have any interesting or crazy stories that you can share with the audience from, you know, your couple of years now in the Airbnb business? You know, it's not as crazy as you would think. It, that's the biggest question, right? Everyone's like, oh my gosh, you know, and like there's a couple of Facebook groups. One of them is like, Airbnb hosts vent and like, it's just a place where literally all Airbnb hosts just go on and vent. And then the people who are like, just looking to get into Airbnb accidentally get in this group. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm never doing this. I'm never going to go on that Facebook page. Yeah. I I wouldn't do that. Um, (laughs) So I'll be super honest. I'll give you some some real bad stories and then, but I want to share like how we were able to figure this out, these kinds of guests out. So 
in the beginning, I was knocking on all the doors of my neighbors, letting them know what I was doing. Here's my number. Don't call the cops. Call me if you hear a loud party or something. And then, you know, one day I wake up and there's 10 text messages from all the neighbors saying heard three gunshots at 3 a.m. last night. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so I called the, the guests and they were like, yeah, we heard that, too. We were wondering where that came from. And I was like, every single person that I got a text for that it came from you. If I find gun holes or bullet holes in my house you're paying for that. And so essentially one of the, the names ended up telling me it was just someone who was doing uh, celebratory. It was like someone's birthday or something. And they were just shooting it up in the air, which like scary still. Yeah. We evaluated that situation. We were like, okay, what were the red flags? Red flags were no reviews. The red flags were, they lived within about an hour away from home. And so these are things that now we can kind of see as red flags and how do we tackle that? And so now we have a really strict pre-qualification process where basically, Knock on wood, we've been able to eliminate most parties. Now, New Year's came around. We had one of our 25 units had one party. We'll call that a win because, you know, New Year's is just going to be one of those times. It's really tough to and, see if and, someone. And that was your unit that you actually live in yourself, right, Kyle, that had that party? <laughs> wish. Yeah, that was actually me. I threw the party. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we've eliminated these issues by gathering information. And, and here's the thing, too, like, I think most people look at that and the people who are doing this as a hobby, they hear, oh my gosh, gunshots, I'm shutting this thing down as an Airbnb. They hear COVID, oh my gosh, I'm shutting this thing down as an Airbnb. They hear taxes in my city on this down as an Airbnb and they go to long-term rentals. And that's to me, like, again, like where you get to that point and you say, is this one failure going to define my business or is it going to make my business take this leap forward? And for us, it was... I'm in this problem solving mindset of what do we do to eliminate guests like that? And in 2020, we literally have had in 25 plus units, some turnover combined. We've had three parties in this entire 20 year. And so to me, it's like, you know, we went from all these issues, learning from it. And now we rarely have those issues. And I think that's the important part of this. I think that's fantastic. And my younger son was talking to me last night. So my boys are nine and soon to be 11. They like to play, you know, these interactive video games. And have you seen this? Like they have YouTube channels now where, where these kids play video games yeah. and kids love watching this. And these, yeah, these guys wild? are making, you know, all kinds of money. So my younger son goes, dad, I want to be a YouTuber. And he, he started last night for the first time recording nice. himself and he was terrible. And, <laughs> you know, he kind of got upset. And I said, I said, look, buddy, I said, you're not going to be great when you start. Yeah. And, you know, he's kind of like, no, no. And I said, look, I wasn't the best podcast host when you start. You just got to know that there's going to be some challenges. So if you're listening, listen to what Kyle says. There's going to be challenges if you're starting any type of business, especially if people are involved and you know, whether you have to hire them or find customers, there's always going to be something. So just go into it eyes wide open. And that's why Kyle's on the show is to share with you all that there are ways to do this. There are people that have done it you know, again, that's what we talk about. You know, people ask me what the best advice is. If you're doing something, find a mentor that's already done it. It'll allow you to shortcut, you know, if, if there's an educational hurdle in terms of investment there, it's going to come back to you in spades. And trust me, you don't want to, the, the long-term rental deal, I have plenty of horror, horror stories from that as well. So. Yeah. Well, and, and just to add you there, Chris, I mean, I think it's cheesy, but it's true. I mean, you just have to remember your reason for why you're doing this. And if getting a $10,000 a month of passive income is going to be able to allow you to leave your job and to be able to spend more time with your kids and your family, then is one party that upsets one neighbor worth just in your dream? 
the answer to that should be no. I mean, and if it is, then your dream just isn't strong enough. But I mean, yeah, as a regular landlord as well, because we do have houses that are not in great areas that we don't do as Airbnb, we do as a regular rental. It's a pain. Like if I have an issue with Airbnb, I'm like, well, at least I'm making like two grand a month on this thing after expenses. There's like, if I'm only making a hundred dollars, $200 for something as a regular rental and I got to you know, take a call at 12 a.m. I'm not happy about that. So I'm right there with you. I do not like being a regular landlord. Yeah. Now I've been through it 15 years, took a call on my honeymoon, dealing with a, a tenant issue. And yeah, it's a challenge. So again, yeah. you know, it is a business. This isn't just free money that starts showing up. You have to go into it intentionally and figure those things out. So if somebody's listening today, Kyle, what's your advice if somebody says, this sounds great, where do I start? Yeah. First of all, my podcast, we talk about Airbnb all the time. That's a great start. The Fearless Investor. We've also got a YouTube videos that will show you how to get started in Airbnb. But to me, just like anything, you need to have either education or a mentor. And even if you do education, if you don't have someone to go to and ask those specific questions, then you're going to have missing pieces that can cost you thousands and thousands of dollars. I'll give you a great example. In my flipping business, I signed up with education, but I found a local mentor. So I paid a lot of money for education. It gave me the foundation, the understanding. But then when I went and saw a house, I knew that a local mentor, someone who knows the zip codes, knows what to look for, knows the contractors, and can lead me to some great contacts as well, was going to be really valuable. And so to me, that's why I created my course. It's not just a course, it's grouping as well. So we do live Q and A's on our Facebook group where people will ask specific questions and they get specific answers based on their situation. They can post questions at any time too. And I'm answering on a daily basis. And so I think it's really important that, you know, you don't even have to get my course, but if you get a course in Airbnb, you should be getting one that with some one-on-one or group coaching as well so that you have that mentorship as well. Agreed. And again, I mean, I spent tens of thousands of dollars on coaching just in the last year alone, yeah. but I can tell you it made me a multiple of that. So yeah, if you're listening, if you want to get the course, we're going to have a special link and a 20% discount in the show notes that you can get. You can check that out. Kyle, when you're not out there building your passive income streams, growing your Airbnb business and uh, helping out you know, your, your students, what do you like to do? What do you like to do on the weekends? Uh, a lot of things. I love to travel. Like you said, going to Austin, Texas for the first time here. So that's going to be fun. Love golf, love friends, love being with family, going to church. I volunteer over at uh, a local rescue for dogs and uh, pit bulls. Growing, man. I just love listening to the podcast, love listening and reading books that are going to help me expand my mindset. And I'd say that's the biggest thing that's changed about me in the last probably 10 years is just, well, not even, it's been like seven years, but I started reading again and listening to podcasts right around 26 years and, and, uh, just that little bit of growth every day has made such a huge difference. That's awesome. And you know that's what we love to do here at Next Level Income is helping educate people and give them the opportunities to achieve financial success on your own. So I appreciate you sharing with your audience. One more question here before we let you go today, Kyle. What advice, you just mentioned going back to your 26-year-old self where you started reading. What advice would you give your 25-year-old self if you could go back over a decade here now? Well, well, 25, yeah. Actually, 25 would say exactly what I just said now, which is get a mentor because I was doing failing businesses thinking I didn't afford to hire a coach when right. in reality, hiring a coach would have cut off so many years of problems that I had. And then Chris, I mean, I was ma- working 60 hours a week, making $25,000 a year owning my own business. It was horrible. I did that for about four or five years. 
But then if you went back like even further, and this is something I'm passionate about that I want to start teaching to local entrepreneurs here in town once like COVID allows it. If I was 16, 17, 18 years old, I would teach myself about what passive income is because no one teaches that in school. And you just think you got to exchange time for dollars. And when I heard that term passive income for the first time at the age of 26, I felt like I was robbed of an opportunity. I mean, I talk to people today that are 40, 50 years old and still don't know what passive income is. And I think that's an absolute crime and a reason that our nation is in so much debt. So to me, yeah, 25-year-old self, get a mentor. 18-year-self, get passive income. Dude, it's huge. And I mean, that is exactly what I teach my clients. You know, we have this accumulation theory, which says, hey, put some money in the stock market every year and it's going to grow at eight or 10%, which isn't actually true. If you look at the statistics, right. most investors get three or 4%. And then, hey, let's hope you can take 4% out when you're ready to retire. Nothing bad happens in the market at that time. And you outlive your money, which I think that's just, you know, that's a terrible way. I have an yeah. MBA in portfolio management, and I think that's a terrible way to teach people. You know, if you want true freedom, listen to Kyle, grow your passive income streams. That will allow you to focus on your true passion, make the biggest impact in your life and have the freedom to do what you truly care about. And I love that you're, you're living that every day, Kyle. I love everything you're doing for those that are working with you. And thank you so much for sharing that with the audience today. Thank you, Chris. Absolutely. Enjoy your trip. Thanks. Hey, Chris here again. I hope you found this episode valuable. Now I have one more gift for you. If you haven't gotten my book, Next Level Income yet, and would like me to send it to you in the mail for free, then go to nextlevelincome.com and click on the book tab. If you fill out the form on that page, I will send you a copy of my book and cover all the shipping costs as a thank you for being a podcast listener. Also, please like, share, and take 90 seconds to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. <laughs>